Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter, the number one podcast for the number one crowdfunding platform, Kickstarter. Now, here's your host, Richard Bliss. Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host, and you are listening to episode 195. I have a guest from a very long ways away, from a very beautiful place in the world, um, her name is Soraya Howard. She's joining us from the North Shore of Hawaii, and uh, I appreciate her joining me on the show. Soraya, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I th- I'm just going to warn the listeners, there's probably going to be a slight delay just because it takes a long time for those packets and bits and bites to make it all the way across the Pacific and back. So how's the weather in Hawaii, or should I even bother asking? <laughs> To me, it's a bit chilly. To other people, it's probably perfect. Oh, it, was it in the mid seventies? Is that what it is? Yeah, the lower seventies. Oh man, you're breaking everybody's heart who's listening. Well, I certainly appreciate you joining me. Um, you, uh, you're joining me because I reached out to you, or you reached out to me. I don't know how that works, but. We came into contact. You have a project, but it's not on Kickstarter. And so I wanted to have you on the show because I wanted to talk, have our listeners have you talk about Rocket Hub because you're on Rocket Hub with your project. Your project's got, as of the time of the um, recording of this, it has about 10 days left. Tell us a little bit. Well, we're going to talk about Rocket Hub first, uh, excuse me, later. But tell me a little bit about your project um, that you're trying to do. What is it you're trying to do with your crowdfunding project? So with the crowdfunding project that we're working on right now, it's called Winds of Change, and it's a documentary series that collects and shares stories of forces for good using the metaphor of wind. And one of the stories that we're looking at gathering come May is about a group called Elements for Change. And this group has collaborated across four industry groups in education, energy, water, and agriculture. And they're looking at what kind of change can happen if they bring those four elements into a village that doesn't have those basic needs being met. And so and where's, that, where's, that, where's that village located? This village is located in Ghana, Africa. And it's going to be up, I don't know all the names yet. For it, but it'll be in Ghana, Africa. Okay. And then what were those four elements? There were four elements, right? Yeah, there's four elements in education, energy, water, and agriculture. And so how does your project fit into that? And so we're going to be going, and this first trip, we're going to be documenting the before. What is the conditions right now? What are, what are the stories of the people right now? And then we'll be following the journey of elements for change from start to finish and creating a documentary on that change that's happening there, the forces for good, the wind that is going into the villages to bring positive change. And hopefully a year from now, I don't see how it wouldn't be the good that will happen as well. Awesome. So just to give our listeners a little bit about your background, you have been in Hawaii for approximately, I think you told me about eight years, right? Correct. You're from uh, a tiny little um, town in remote Wyoming, so you're a long ways from home. I am a long ways, but it's it's great being here. I miss home. I miss my family. You miss the I'm snow? You miss the snow in Wyoming? Not the snow. No? 
The wind? <laughs> How about the wind? Oh, there's wind here in Hawaii, too. So. Oh, come on. Really? Yeah, I know there's wind, but it's coming off the ocean, and it's moist, and it's warm, and it's not full of crickets or sand or dust or snow. <laughs> Excuse me. And all those years you've been in Hawaii, um, I'm looking a little bit at your profile. We've talked a little bit. You you are a, a, a creative person. You were over there uh, studying at the university and have um, pursued a wide variety of entrepreneurial activities in Hawaii. What inspired you to kind of turn to crowdfunding to do this? And then this will segue into your choice of Rocket Hub. What kind of got you going on this crowdfunding thing? I think every journey takes people. You can't do it alone. And the very concept of crowdfunding is to connect with people and to share with people and have them join your journey so you're not doing it alone. And it's a chance to connect with people that you might not otherwise have connected with. I got to connect with you um, and to be able to, to have even a greater impact and share a little bit of yourself and learn a little bit more about people as well. I guess that's true because um, we came into contact because of this project. Otherwise, uh, there wouldn't really have been a reason for you to reach out to me or me to reach out to you. So I could see how the project itself generates the energy to, to make those connections with other people. Mm-hmm. What was your decision? So let's talk a little bit about um, you went with Rocket Hub um, as your platform. For those who are, are listening, Rocket Hub, um, for a long time it was Kickstarter, Indiegogo, and Rocket Hub, the three big ones that kind of started out there. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about Rocket Hub, but I'll have to admit I'm not at that familiar with it as far as the details of it. Um, tell our listeners a little bit about the choice that took you down that path of Rocket Hub. I really looked hard for at the top five, and then I narrowed it down to the top three, and that was the Kickstarter, Indigo, and Rocket Hub. And the core of what I do and why I do is I'm always drawn to collaboration. And also organizations that are doing things a little bit different. Kickstarter has a lot of traction. It's probably the name that most people recognize. Oh, yeah. I hear people tell me all the time they have a Kickstarter project on Indiegogo. And I, yeah. Have, to, yeah, I have to tell them, yeah. no, no, you don't have that. <laughs> yeah. But what drew me to Rocket Hub was their attempts to partner with other people like A&E or to collaborate with different organizations to help move projects forward. And while they're probably they're, they're not they don't have the traction that Kickstarter and even Indiegogo have yet, they have are they're building right into their core a chance to collaborate. And collaboration itself brings synergy. And that's, that's what drew me and, and how's that and how's that experience been for you? I don't think they're quite there on the synergy level yet. Um, they're still, I believe, working out their collaboration and partnerships. I haven't seen the benefits of those partnerships. That could be because my project still has a lot of growth as well. Right. But the, I guess I was expecting a little bit more Um with the, the partnerships that they've made. Got it. So let's talk about your, let's talk about your project a little bit. Um, uh, you have 10 days left. You have um, a goal of $7,000 and 
and you've got uh, you've raised just about twenty three percent of that, about a quarter of the way there. So, bit of an uphill climb, bit of a challenge. One of the things that you told me when we first uh, met and were talking was just how much you have learned in the the time of your project versus how much you read and studied and tried to prepare for. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit, because they're in the same boat. They're listening to you right now, thinking that they're learning as much as they can. Yet when the reality hits and they actually go to do this, there's going to be a little bit of a reality check. Is that kind of what happened with you? There was. There was a huge reality check. Um, when you jump in and you have this big dream, you you think everybody's going to love it. They're going to understand it. They're going to grasp what you're trying to do. And to really dissect it before you jump in and take that step back and realize that you might understand it, you might love it, because, well, obviously, because it's your passion, you need to be able to have it presented in a way that another person will be able to grasp as well. So it's not just a huge, big, grand, grandiose idea. It's broken down into a really concise way that people can grab hold of. For example, what examples would you have for that? That's really interesting for you to say that. I'm doing a documentary series. The big, grand thing of this is to have multiple, multiple different episodes. However, for this crowdfunding, there's one reason that we're going to Africa right now, and that's to document one of those documentaries. Right. That's in Ghana. And we're going to be going to Congo, Nigeria, Zambia, but right now we're going to Ghana. And I, I know now that it would have been a lot better to really focus in on that aspect of it because then people have something to share a little bit more instead of this big grand idea. I could see, uh, I could see how you'd be in a position where you might think that the single project wouldn't be as attractive to somebody willing to back such a admirable cause. And so hence the idea to say, Hey, we'll show how their contribution is contributing to something so much bigger. But what, but unfortunately, what the reality is, is that by making it smaller and more focused, it actually helps people draw them in better. Is that what you're saying? I think that's what you're saying. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, I feel it gives a reason. They, they see from start to finish how they can be a part of it in that, that aspect. And they can see maybe it's not so such a big dream that it seems impossible to do. Ah, right, that it's so big that their small contribution, how can their small contribution possibly make an impact financially on such a big, big project? Yeah, and will my, my money be worth it because there's so many, there's so many paths that this could go down, right? But if it's funding just the one, one series, one episode in Ghana, Africa, then they know that from start to finish that it's going to be done. Right. They can see all the production. They can see the pre-post or pre-production, production and post-production aspects. They don't have to worry about all the other stories that are still floating out there. So it's more concrete. Yeah. So tell me, with Rocket Hub. Is it all or nothing, like uh, similar to Kickstarter, or is it Indiegogo where you get a portion of the funds? 
it's like Indiegogo. You can get a portion. Um, it's the 4%, 9%. So 9%, if you get a portion, they get 9%. Yes. If it's all or nothing, they get 4%. Yes. Got it. Got it. And you, I'm assuming you went with the portion one. Um, yes. Okay. Oh, wait, so, wait. I, I might have worded that a really long. It's 4% if you get fully funded. Oh, got it, got it. get partially funded. Got it. So, so if you, it's, go ahead. Yeah, you can get your funds no matter what. Got it. It's just that they're going to take a smaller chunk if you actually raise the full amount that you asked for. Correct. Okay. Perfect. And that means then that at least those who have donated are going to help contribute to you moving down, getting at least closer to your goal. Without a doubt. Like they are the wind that's keeping this project moving forward. They've, They've believed in me and my other project leader, Umi, and they've supported us right from the get-go, and they're our biggest fans right now. I'm so grateful for them. Let's talk about your fans a little bit, um, and then before we run out of time, I want to ask you kind of um, how you're going to do it different next time type thing, but uh, what percentage of your fans right now that have fund that have backed this project. Do you know? Has it been a core group of people, or have you have strangers been able to uh, come in and contribute as well? Everyone that's donated, I know except one. Like personally, I've met them. I've talked with them. Um, they're either family or they're people that I've talked to about the project personally. They know me personally. I've worked on projects with them. I grew up with them or I roomed with them. They're, they're people that really believe or have been that support for me and that has been kind of the people that have made me who I am today. Well, that's awesome um, because they've been very generous. They have. They have. That, that, can, be a little, that can be a little intimidating to, uh, to know that they have trusted you because, as I've said many times on the show, um, there's an awkwardness when it comes to asking for money, right? Um, we associate so close to begging and it's something that's difficult for us to do, especially to people that who know us. And, uh, and it's very gratifying and very fulfilling when people turn around and, and actively want to help you and financially support you in, in this type of passion. Okay. It's so true. And you feel like a huge responsibility to make sure you actually do what you need to do. Yeah. Don't screw it up. Right. Don't screw it yeah, up. <laughs> so let's talk, let's talk about, um, next steps. So the project's going to end in about 10 days. The chances of you getting fully funded are pretty slim. They are. Yeah. They so are. If we face the reality, it's pretty slim. So the, what I want to know is, okay, so come April 27th, day after my birthday, April 27th, the project ends. That's a Sunday and you haven't fully funded. What's your next steps? What do you see doing um, to keep this thing going? And do you turn around and retool it and uh, try again? Yes, that is exactly what I'm looking at doing. Come April 27th, uh, my team will be in Africa. And one of the great things that this project has done has it's generated a core group of people that want to follow the project say on Facebook or on Twitter 
And so we're going to be able to keep sharing our journey and creating this this episode for Winds of Change in Ghana. And we're going to be posting things that are happening on the ground. We're going to be sharing the faces of people that we're going to be telling their story of. And we're going to be able to build, keep building from what we've already built. Are you going to do another... Are you going to do another crowdfunding uh, campaign? Yes. And from there, um, I hope we need to go back in August. And so we'll take what we've learned in this one from how to prepare better in the beginning, to have more things planned out from start to finish so that once you launch that you can just go day to day on the tasks that you have already planned out and in August put in another one. What so we only have a couple of minutes left. Um, so in that next one that you do, what lessons have you learned that you're going to do different? The biggest one is what we talked about a little bit earlier, really bringing down the big dream into a bite-sized piece, really focusing in on exactly what we're trying to do with this first story in Ghana. The second one is start even before we launch the project. Start talking about the project. Share what you're doing about the project. Um, get it going so you have an excitement generating even before you get going. And the third one would be have a core group, too, right from the beginning that know that they can donate right then so you can just keep that momentum going once you launch. Sure, and sometimes just having them donate and then just sharing it through their social networks can be extremely helpful yeah. as well. Yeah. And letting them know how to do that right from the beginning. So uh, when you get ready to re uh, relaunch that uh, next campaign, are you going to come back and let us uh, have a chance to kind of check in with you, see how uh, Africa has gone and how everything's doing? I would love to. Awesome. Well, that'll be exciting. Uh, lessons learned. Yeah, lessons learned, and we'll, uh, be, we'll be very interested in following that. Soraya, I want to say thank you very much for coming on the show and sharing us your passion with us. Thank you. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Rocket Hub this time. Our guest has been Soraya Howard. Her project is called Winds of Change, a documentary series about um, telling stories based on wind, stories of – Soraya, help me out – stories of – Stories of people that are being forces for good and around the world. You say it much better than I do. Stories for being uh, forces for good. Uh, Sarai has been uh, kind enough to join us from the North Shore of Hawaii, where she lives. And uh, we are looking forward to seeing her project progress. You can find it on Rocket Hub by typing in Winds of Change. Rocket Hub is one of the uh, many crowdfunding platforms out there. I have been inspired by what I've heard, and I assume that you have. That's why you listen in. I certainly appreciate you listening in. And be sure to uh, check back as we continue to uh, move forward closer to our own Kickstarter project to uh, launch for this podcast itself. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Take care. <laughs>